Thank you, Pastor Gary. Thank you, Church. It is always an honor to uh, be here and uh, privilege to to share God's word with uh, with with my church family. Just uh, getting a few things, a few things ready. We've uh, been going through Colossians, and so we're continuing that uh, journey this morning. But uh, oh yeah, I like getting new clothes. I like new clothes. Who likes new clothes? Yeah, when they're good clothes. But it's, it's not just about the clothes. It's, it's even part of the process. I mean, I love getting gifts, but it's also part of the process. You know, just going to check out, oh, yeah, I like that one. No, this one's all right. I like that color. That color's better. I like the design on this. And then trying it on, checking out, does it fit well? Yeah, it's, it's good. And then, then it's just not, just not the color. and, and all that. It's, it's about, well, does this best represent me? You know, does it bring out my complexion? Does it, uh, <laughs> it depends if I have a shave. Does it, does it reveal a bit of who I am? You know, we, we can tell people by the uh, things they wear. We can tell people by the things they don't wear. And I, I don't mean by, you know, no clothes. I just mean they don't wear a certain thing, so, that, you know, they're, they're not around. Like tourists, they wear things that are different, and it's not that they're actually wearing anything different, but they just wear things different. You can just tell a tourist. It's not, it's not just the camera. You just go, yeah, they're a tourist, the way they're dressed. Yeah, that's right. You can just see, you go, you, you're not a local. You're not a local. Uh, and so you can just tell. Now, I'm going to just do a little, little quiz here. Let's just see how good we are. Now, I can't change my whole attire. Uh, it just be too, too much. But we'll just see if we can pick up a few things. All right, what am I? All right, bit of a cowboy. Could be Aussie or whatever. Yeah, there we go. Daniel Boom. Daniel Boom. There we go. Got me tail. There we go. Horse rider. I got that one. That's from my wife. So you, you, you're picking up, what's this one? Gangster. Gangster. <laughs> I was waiting to see what someone would say with this. I wasn't sure. I just thought I'd put it on. But uh, here's, here's, here's one. Oh, what did I knock over? <laughs> All right, there we go. This is the most important uh, uniform we can be wearing. That's right. We've got uh, the proper appropriate uniform down the back there. So you can tell by this, I'm a Queenslander. That's my uniform. That's my colours. Oh, I had, had one more here. I stole from kids. Better put that on. Princess. Oh, you're on fire. No, not on fire now. That's right. So we can, we can tell someone by the things they wear. Our clothing identifies who we are. This morning I've entitled the session as we continue into uh, Colossians, uh, the second heart of chapter 3 is new clothes, the heavenly clothing or the clothing of heaven. Father, I just uh, thank you that you are here, that you are great, that you are majestic and wonderful and awesome. Holy Spirit, I pray you would speak through these words as we uh, glorify God and point everyone to Jesus this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I want to start at Colossians 3, verse 12. Colossians 3, verse 12, reading through to 17. Since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, greatness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let that, the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. And whatever you do or say, do it as representative, as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So we've been looking at Colossians, and Colossians is a letter Paul wrote while he was in jail to the people in Colossae. And a particular addressing issues uh, that was uh, coming into the church. Uh, ideas of uh, mystical practices uh, r- related to their salvation, even legalistic in some sense of uh, observing certain calendar, calendar, uh, calendar uh, dates or uh, holidays, we might call it. Uh, personal pri- uh, piety was also part of this. Uh, rituals were becoming part of what was being introduced into this church. So Paul was uh, trying to address this. And the idea of uh, even Christ's identity was questioned. So again, Paul was addressing that, and we saw from the beginning the the supremacy of Christ, who Jesus Christ is in this situation. He is the Son of God, and true relationship with God is through this, not with all these other external things, but it's in relationship with Christ. That's where we stand. Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart in their book, How to Read the Bible, book by book, write, at the heart of the errors is a desire to regulate Christian life with rules about externals. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Chapter 2, verse 21. Most of chapters 3 and 4, therefore, take up the nature of genuine or of genuinely Christian behavior. In verse 12, it describes the new life introduced back in chapter 3, uh, beginning of verse 1. Since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven. The first half of this chapter outlines the things of earth. The Bible makes it clear we were born into a sinful nature. Paul wrote in our chapter 1, verse 22, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were enemies separated from Him from your evil thoughts and actions. We were far away. I'm no longer wearing the Queensland clothes. We were far away. We were enemies. Displaying old clothes. Clothes that are stained, dirtied, torn, damaged. 
In Colossians 3, 5 to 8, Paul unpacks some of these things, sexual immorality, impurity, lust and evil desires, greedy, anger, rage, malice, behavior, slander and dirty language. Well, these were the clothes we wore, born into. They are not the clothes of our origin. Our clothing is from heaven. These are not the clothes from above. They're from below, beneath. They just don't sit right. They just don't feel right. The, the, the material's not good. They're, they're, they're tied under the arms or just they're, they're bad, too baggy. They're just, just not right. And what do we do when we have uncomfortable clothes? We take it off. We don't want these clothes. Paul says in our, uh, verse 5 of chapter 3, put to death in Christ, to strip off the sinful nature. We're to take off these old clothes. Get rid of them. Now I've got to undo all the buttons. Take off these clothes. I, I believe this morning, this is a message for somebody this morning and towards the end, I pray that you have a sense where you get to take off these old clothes. Perhaps they've bound you for so long. Perhaps the world's been telling you something about who the world says you are, but that's not who you are. This morning, take off those old clothes. Take off those old clothes and throw them at the altar. These are things to be taken off, to put off. We take these off before we can put new clothes on. And God in his wisdom didn't leave us naked. That's a good thing. Paul commands to put new clothes on. It's a command, by the way, in, in, the, in the Bible. These new clothes are the clothes of heaven, the national dress code of a new life in Christ. Paul writes in Galatians 3, 27, And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. Putting on new clothes is like putting on Christ. If Christ is in you this morning, you were clothed with new clothes, like putting on Christ. You are a new creation, a new person. That's who you are. That is who you are. These new clothes are for you today and forever. He says, clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. He says it a few times here. First thing I want to draw out about these new clothes is that these new clothes highlight or reveal your identity. They don't give you your identity. Just as we had that little game there, I could change my hat and you could say, this is who I was. When we'd see, walk down the street, we see a police officer in the uniform. We know who that person is. We know who a fire, uh, fire, fighter is by what they are wearing. And by the way, when they put on that uniform, there's a certain code to live by. Paul writes in verse 12, Since God chose you to be his holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself. You are chosen. You are chosen this morning. You are a holy people. In the image of God, you are loved by God. You are in Christ. 
You are in Jesus Christ. This is who you are. You and I, this is who we are. That is our starting place. You are a chosen holy people loved by God, the supreme one. Christ is supreme. The supremacy of Christ comes through this. He is the visible of the invisible God. Your identity starts with God. In Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit. Your identity is found in what God declares and has done over you, not what the world dictates. Not what the world dictates. If you know Christ this morning, if Christ is in you, you were chosen. You are holy and you are loved by God. Clothing doesn't give you your identity. It only identifies, it reveals, it it shows your identity. You already are in Christ. Now it's about putting on new clothes to represent, to show who you are. This, this idea of putting on new clothes also has an idea of transformation. You were an old person, but now you're a new creation. You've been transformed each and every day into the image of God. You are a new creation. Wear the clothes of a new creation. Wear the clothes of heaven. The second thing I like about these clothes which is great when you grab it straight off the rack because one size fits all. Colossians 3.10. So put on your new nature. Then verse 11, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew nor a Gentile or circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. It doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your size or where you come from, your gender. Christ is in you. He is for you. One size fits all. We can all wear these clothes. It is for all of us. These are the new clothes. These are unisex clothing. It's not universal. Just want to clarify that. Not everyone gets to participate. They're all welcome and invited, and God wants them to, but you must put on. You must put on. Jesus died for you and me. He did all the work. He did all the work. He wants all people to wear these new clothes, but you must take up these new clothes. You must put it on. Put on the clothes. It's no use to just being given a gift and going, oh, great, I've got a gift. That's awesome. I'll just sit it right there. Wow, look at that, I've got a gift. Kind of like a kid, they get a box and they like to play with the box. <laughs> You're trying to give them the toy and they're like, oh, no, I love the box. The, this, the gift just sitting there, it's just almost useless. Oh, I'll make it. Oh, it just looks nice. There we go. Just sit it. Just make it look nice. Beautiful. But we all have a gift being given to us new clothes. New clothes. But while it's just sitting there, while it's hanging up in my cupboard, it's not being worn. Paul says to put on. We need to put it on. There we go. New clothes. I love new clothes. (laughs) 
Clothe yourself. Put on the new clothes. Jesus did everything to secure your salvation. But you need to respond by dressing yourself, putting on the heavenly uniform. Jesus highlights the importance of clothing in Matthew 22, verse 11 to 13. In the parable of the great feast, he says towards the end there in verse 11, but when the king came to meet the guests at the geese, the, the, the guests <laughs> at, the, at the feast, <laughs> we'll get that out right, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for the wedding. Now get this, this man was invited. This man came into the feast. He was invited. Everyone was invited. But the king noticed he wasn't wearing the clothes. Here's the deal though about wearing the clothes. This, this is scary, this part. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The great feast represents the kingdom of God. And while everyone is invited, everyone is welcome. We know John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Everyone is welcome. But there's clothes to wear if you're going to enter into this kingdom. There's a proper attire that we need to put on, which represents who you and I are. This dress code is not about a specific earthly nationality or legalistic rules, don't handle, don't touch, don't uh, taste, which is uh, Colossians 2.21. Those rules don't conquer the evil person's desires. Putting on means to practice it. Dressing a certain way actually alters a person's behavior. You know, there's been research into this. When people dress, and some of you would be familiar with this, even thinking of job interviews, you would have addressed in appropriate way, dressed to impress, they say. Even down to the, the type of color a tie that uh, a leader will wear to display what kind of uh, authority they may have. In fact, I saw one little survey that said that... Uh, uh, people who wore superhero T-shirts actually walked around with a higher level of confidence. Just a superhero T-shirt. The fashion world knows this. That's, that's how they do their whole marketing. Their whole marketing is if you wear this, you will be a better you. You will feel better if you wear this. Look at all these other people who wear it. Aren't they so stylish? They know that. It's not that the clothing makes me a better person. It just brings out who is in me, and that's Christ. But these things need to be practiced. They need to be outworked in our life. You know, this, this whole passage in Colossians talks about this idea of looking up, lifting up your eyes. Even your posture can change your behavior. Just give you that extra confidence just by changing. Instead of looking down to things at earth, we look up. Our posture changes. We look up. These virtues, these, this clothing often represents virtues in Scripture, need to be practiced. They need to be implemented. See, I could go, you know what, I'm a kind person. I'm a generous, kind person. I'm a generous, kind person. I could say it all I like. I'm a generous, kind person. And then keep these for myself. 
But it's not until, it's not until I actually go, I, I, I might get in trouble if I just give to one. So it's not until I give away and actually be kind, do the act of kindness, do the act of generosity that I actually be generous. It's interesting in regards to that. <laughs> God speaking. That as we begin to practice those habits, they then become habits in our life, in ground in our life. They say it's about three weeks to start a new habit. Perhaps that's where we need to start with these new clothes. Just start. Start to practice. Put it on. Put it on. Dress yourself in the new clothes. Practice the heavenly habits. Paul then provides a list of what these new clothes look like. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These virtues are characteristics of God and Christ. N.T. Wright rightly writes. I like that one. N.T. Wright rightly writes. Uh, Christian behavior makes you more human, not less. Christian behavior makes you more human, not less. Wearing these clothes, practicing these habits make you more human. It's in the practicing of these you become more like Christ. You become more like these virtues, which are virtues of Christ. Become more human. That's who we were in the beginning before the fall. I would encourage you to look at these words. Do a word study on these words in this passage. I'm not going to unpack these words except to say that these instructions in Christian behavior are not directed towards individual piety. Not that they look at me, I'm so virtuous. It's not about that, but rather toward life in the Christian community. Clothes are worn to be seen by others. We wear clothes so others see us. Some wear clothes to stand out. Others wear clothes to kind of blend in. But we still wear clothes to be seen by others. In verse 13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. These new clothes seem to outwork through the act of forgiveness. Our identity is found in God's act of forgiveness through Christ on the cross. Paul wrote in Colossians 2.13, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. Our behavior, our new clothes flow out of his forgiveness. He has forgiven us. So therefore we should forgive others. Paul again is bringing Christ into the story, again highlighting the supremacy of Christ throughout this letter. Then he continues, above all, verse 14, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Above all, this is a signature piece of heavenly clothing, love. Cross equals love. The most important clothing, the most important virtue, we could say. Paul emphasized this in many of his letters. 
Romans 13.10, love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Love fulfills everything that was written about in the Old Testament. Paul is saying love fulfills this. If only we could just love more. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And we know what 1 Corinthians 13 is all about, the great chapter of love. But towards the end there, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Paul writes in Ephesians 5, 7, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Love is important in Paul's letters. All you need is love. And John Lennon got that one right. Love is all you need. Love is part of our heavenly uniform. You could almost say that is the heavenly uniform. It unites the body together, the church of God together. Lord, give us more love. Let us walk in love more. Let us clothe ourselves with love more and more each day. And by the way, isn't that what Jesus said? This is the, and how others outside will know that you are his disciples in that we would love one another. They will see our love. Just as you see my clothes, do people see our love for one another? In a practical tip in that, just to see that love, you need to invite them in. You've got to invite them in so they can actually see the love for one another. Paul wrote earlier in Colossians 2, be knit together by strong ties of love. This is part of what Paul is writing. This new life in Christ, these new clothes, love is a pinnacle piece, a signature piece. We don't wear these clothes for individual recognition. We wear these clothes, we practice these behaviors we walk in love so that the body of Christ, the church, would be one for others, not for ourselves. Paul continues, verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you were called to live in peace and always be thankful. These heavenly clothes of love lead to a community of peace united together, one together. And the goal of this, I marked up, yes, that is the goal, to live together as one. That is the purpose of love. That is the purpose of these virtues, to live together as one. And another aspect he draws out, this is another important piece in this letter which is mentioned several times here in this passage, just that we've read as well, and always be thankful. N.T. writes in his book, Following Jesus, the letter to the Colossians is all about saying thank you. Paul begins by thanking God there is a church in Colossae in 1.3. His prayer for them is focused on their, their being able to give thanks to the Father, 1.12. The central section of the letter begins with Thanksgiving 2, 7. 
And when Paul sums up the whole long argument, this is how it concludes. Whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him, 3.17, and then gratitude in the name uh, is the name of the game in 4.2. A life of above, wearing the clothes of heaven, living in a community of peace, loving one another, is a thankful life is a thanksgiving life. That's living the life of Christ. Are you living that life? One way to to judge whether we are is how thankful are you? How thankful are you for what God has done, for what God is doing? Paul then continues to bring us back to the supremacy of Christ. Verse 16. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Let Christ's words dwell in you. Let Christ's words live in your life. Let Christ's words be your clothes. As you wear your new clothes, people will see Jesus. That's what we want. We want people to see Jesus. And it's by putting on these new clothes, being clothed in Christ, displaying the characteristics of Christ, that they will see Jesus. In this passage, he talks about teaching and counseling each other. There's an aspect of community living there. This is happening together. It's not by yourself. These clothes aren't just to be, hey, look at me. How good am I dressed? No, there's a community dimension going on here. Teach and counsel each other with the words of Christ. Be filled with the message of Christ. And then sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Now, this is similar to the the section in Ephesians 5. Just as Paul's about to introduce the household code there, which is the, where Paul goes here as well in the following passages. For Paul, this is about a life in Christ in Colossians. In Ephesians, it's about living in the Spirit. I say the two go together, which I, many commentators would support that as well. Living a life full of Jesus, letting his words be in us, is living a life in the Spirit. Singing those spiritual songs, hymns, psalms to God with a thankful heart. And he summarizes in verse 17, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him, to God the Father. Whatever you do or say, these new clothes are not just for your Sunday best. They're not just the stuff I get out to wear on Sunday. Whatever you do or say, every day, 24-7, let your words match your actions. Do, say, Let my actions match my words. 
say, do. They're aligned. This is a life of integrity. This is wearing the new clothes. Whatever you do or say, and do it as a representative to the Lord Jesus. As his representative. If Christ is in you this morning, you are a representative of Christ. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. An ambassador. Ambassadors wear their national clothes proudly. When they're in their other countries, people know that's who they are, often by what they wear. They stand out. They're different because they're in their national clothes. We are of the kingdom of heaven. We need to wear our national clothes giving thanks through him to God the Father. Paul comes back again to this practice of giving thanks. Musos, I'd be happy if you come up now. Thanksgiving becomes a key outworking of one's new identity. A person who wears tender-hearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience and love Forgiveness and give thanks is someone who has put on new clothes. Someone who is walking in their new identity in Christ. And as Paul has wrapped up that, this is what you have. You have new clothes as a new creation. Wear these new clothes. Then in whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord. Then he goes into the household code where he talks practically how this could work for wives, for husbands, for children, for parents, for slaves or employees, masters, employers. Clothe yourself every single day, not just on Sunday. If you're in Christ today, you have new clothes. The clothing of heaven. It's 100% eternal. These clothes will be worn by the citizens of heaven. And these clothes are available for all. All of you can have these clothes. We can all wear these. But to wear these clothes, you must first take off the old. Take off the old clothes first. And it all starts by receiving Jesus. And I understand most of you here, perhaps all of you, have taken that first response already. You said, yes, I know Jesus. I've accepted Jesus. To take these new clothes, all we need to do is to believe in Jesus. Believe that He is God's Son. That He came down to earth and He clothed Himself with humanity. He walked among us. Then He gave His life. He died on a cross for the sin of the world rose again on the third day so that we may have life and now seated at the right hand of the Father. Believe in Jesus. Then repent. We were going one way and then we turn around and change our direction. Repent from our sinful life and accept Jesus as our leader, as our Lord, as our Saviour. Right now, can I just ask everyone just to close your eyes? Heads bowed. If you're here this morning and you're saying, Dean, I haven't taken that first step. I'm still wearing my original old clothes.
and I want to accept Jesus this morning. If that's you, I'd love to pray with you this morning. I know we would love to share with you this new life. Right now, while eyes are closed, heads are bowed, I just ask you just to indicate to me, would you lift your hand up so I can see you this morning? Anyone here who has not made that first step? I'd encourage you also, if you're in this situation, talk to someone you know, someone who is wearing these new clothes. May they share with you the process and introduce you to Jesus. But as we uh, wrap up this morning, I want to speak to the rest of you, church. You can uh, lift up your heads and open your eyes again now. Perhaps some of you, yes, you've made a decision. You've put on new clothes. But these new clothes, just like all of us, they get dirty. They get worn, torn. You might just need to change your clothes this morning. Might be just a simple little act of forgiveness. Could be a bit more love. Could be just something simple like that. Or it could be something big that you go, listen, there's so much, God, I need to just lay it down. I want to encourage you as you sing this song this morning. I want to encourage you, if you need to change your clothes this morning, if you need to take off some of your old clothes, why don't you as an act, as an act of getting rid of your old clothes, come and lay them at the altar. Come and stand down the front this morning as our musicians sing this song and say, I'm laying these old clothes down. And then we will pray with you as you take up the new clothes and walk out of here representing the new person in who you are. Father, I thank you for each person here. I thank you that you have died for us that you have given us new clothes that we wear. These new clothes represent the new person we are in you, Jesus Christ. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just begin to touch each person. And those here in particular that are bound by words of this world, that are holding them down, that are speaking death and destruction over them by their torn clothes. Lord, I pray that you will just allow them this morning for those clothes to be torn off, to be broken, broken away. Just throw it at the altar, Lord, so they can walk out of here a new person, putting on your clothes, your new clothes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.